0: Hi everyone, how are you doing today? Welcome to Asiana Post. Uh, we have a special guest today here. Ty, could you please explain or describe yourself to our, to our viewers and listeners? Absolutely. First of
1: all, thank you Ed for inviting me to speak with you. And thank you to all of you out there listening. My name is Ty Pinsurga. I'm the vice mayor of the city of Boynton Beach in Palm Beach County, Florida. I am a second generation Filipino American. My family is from Ormoc City, Leyte and now we're here in Palm Beach County. I hold multiple roles in the city, uh, but most notably as vice mayor.
0: Great, great. Um, could you tell us about the uh, the city itself and uh, what kind of uh, new ideas do you guys have implementing?
1: Absolutely, so broadly speaking, the city of Boynton Beach is the third largest city in Palm Beach County. We have a population of about uh, Almost 80,000 people, we are growing rapidly. Our median age is in the mid-30s, which, is, which means that this city is becoming a young city. More and more young families are moving into our city, primarily because housing in Boynton Beach is significantly more affordable compared to our neighbors. And that's something to be proud about.
0: That's amazing, that's amazing. Now, how do you guys use the, or leverage the technology? So we
1: have technology in all kinds of departments and we use it to enhance efficiency. So for example, if you wanted to get a permit in the city or submit site plans for your construction project, we're able to expedite that because everything now is online, it's digital, the review process. So if that's, somebody, if that's something that you're interested in, that's one way uh, that we leverage technology. Another way we use technology is to keep our residents safe we have a network of uh, cameras to keep our neighborhoods safe and these are cameras uh, that we go to the community so we ask the community what do you want uh, to help the neighborhood and they say we want more cameras so we've added more cameras in the park um, we've also added cameras in the street so for example if uh, someone steals your car we will know because we have automated license plate readers when a stolen car comes into our city We're able to respond to things, even before uh, somebody calls in the cops. And one of my initiatives this year, and probably next year as well, if we don't make it all happen in one year, is a system called ShotSpotter. ShotSpotter is an amazing piece of technology, and a lot of the large cities have used it, like Atlanta and Fort Lauderdale. And ShotSpotter is a network of sensors throughout the city. And this sensor specifically listens to gunshots. So if there is gunfire in your neighborhood, we will know faster than somebody can report it. And we can differentiate from a gunshot versus a firework or whatever it may be. And so what this is ultimately doing is reducing response time. If you call, if you need help, we can get there as quickly as possible. That's gonna change people's lives and save lives
0: in the process. That's definitely a great proactive approach. I agree upon that. Um, so how, how do you guys deal with the, um, with the COVID and how, how do you, what, what, where do you guys get your sources on that?
1: Well, COVID has impacted all of our cities, no matter where we are in the country. Um, so we've done a lot of things in the city. So obviously we're, we're experiencing uh, a reduction in revenue. That's expected. That's a given. Uh, but we've been very agile in the way we've moved around the budget. So this year, even though we've had reductions in revenue, we are passing a balanced budget. That means we're not dipping into our savings account to fund our services. We have complete services operating at maximum or complete capacity. Uh, So we're really excited and happy about that. Uh, But we've also done a lot of things to support and sustain our business community. The last thing we want is for people to go out of work Right, Because when people go out of work, they lose their health insurance and then the rest of their families struggle. So we have released multiple programs in the city. We've released about over a million dollars now where we support small businesses. So if you are a small business in our city, let's say 25 uh, employees or less or 50 employees or less for one of our programs, uh, we will award you up to uh, $10,000 dollars as long as you spend that money on payroll, keeping people employed, as long as you spend it on utilities and rent to keep your business open, or inventory to keep your restaurant going. So, um, so that's one of the things we're doing. We are, these are direct grants, these are not loans. Um, another thing we're doing is that we have a compliance and education team. Now we wanna make sure that every single restaurant, for example, uh, are doing the right thing Uh, So, people can actually feel comfortable and uh, safe when they go out there. So, instead of finding people, we actually send a team out there to educate restaurants and making sure that they have enough distancing, they have the right sanitizers and all of that. So, we're doing everything we can to support our community.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. Now, we have a diverse of uh, culture and also diverse of age that listen to and and watches our our podcast. What would you um, give them pointers as a younger uh, generation uh, if they want to be in, in the position as yours?
1: So, I ran for office. I've been in office for a little over a year now, maybe a year and a half, and in my life path was not meant for politics. I didn't plan it, um, and my background is actually in science. I've always wanted to be a scientist and a teacher. and. You know, I had a series of experiences in life. There wasn't one moment, but it was a series of experiences that gradually got me to run for office. So for example, when I was in college, I was going to school in Philadelphia. I decided to do something very different. I decided to join a campaign for a judge, right? Doesn't sound very exciting, but I didn't know anything about politics. I didn't know anything about judges. Uh, But I wanted to learn and do something different. So that taught me that I really enjoyed doing that. Uh, But later down the road, when I went to graduate school at Florida Atlantic University, um, we went to Tallahassee. We went to Tallahassee to meet with our legislators, our representatives and senators, uh, to ask for funding for, for our research and for our science departments. And when I got there, I realized not a single person looked like me. And so that was the final push that got me to run for office, and, you know, because you know we all have different life paths, but if we want to be part, if we want to be on the table, you have to give it a shot. Just run for office. It's actually not, and this is the message I like to tell people, it's surprisingly not as hard um, as it seems. There are trainings that people can take uh, to help them run for office, there are organizations that support people. You just have to be gutsy. You just have to take the plunge, do it, commit to it, push through it, um, and give it a shot.
0: That's amazing, that's an amazing answer. You know, that will definitely answer most of the questions that our younger listeners would like to know. And,
1: add, and can I just add that, you know, I made it one of my personal missions uh, to make sure that people of color, more young people of color, run for office. There needs to be more people like us Uh, because who's in power determines what kind of services goes to which communities and the reality is racial disparity in this country is evident we see that in our city Um, in our city if you go from East to West Boynton we're divided by I-95 the highway It feels like a very different city Um, so racial disparities For us to combat that, that's going to take a very long time. That's a problem that didn't happen overnight, and so the solution isn't going to come overnight. But it requires more young people to, A, run for office, and not just publicly elected office like what I did, but also administration. I want more young people to know, hey, there is something called a city manager or public works department that you can be involved in. All the different roles at city hall, if you will. That is all different ways that you can be a part of, or, or being a police officer. These are all different ways that we can be a part of it. And I, I really hope that more people of color um, of our generation actually becomes part of it instead of just watching it and letting somebody else decide your life and the things that impact your life.
0: That's definitely right. And you want to make sure we empower everybody in every community and every generation. Now. We're- Today's podcast is brought to you by Asianapost.com, news media you can rely on. Hey everyone, welcome back again from Post. Hey Ty, could you explain to us about the feeding um, in South the city of South Florida? Absolutely. So, when the pandemic happened, of course,
1: lots of people were losing their jobs and there was a great panic. How were families going to feed themselves? And one of the things that I'm really proud about with our city. And this was one of my initiatives was that we created a partnership with Feeding South Florida. Feeding South Florida is one of the biggest food banks and food providers in the state. And what we did was that we came together and we created a food drive. We fed in one day 10,000 people, all right? We are talking millions of pounds of food for free, uh, we're talking about eggs, milk, chicken. Uh, fruits and vegetables and so I'm just so incredibly proud that our city came together to make that happen in, in times of need um, Our community came together and we partnered with churches and our city staff got involved to to help distribute the food We actually had the largest food drive in the state of Florida and the second largest food drive in the whole country in that one day we did 10,000 but we did it for months and so, so grateful for the people in our city. And you know, there's a message here that you know, small local governments can't do everything. We simply don't have the manpower or the money to do everything. But with the right community partners, uh, we're able to expand that reach and provide those services. So we're grateful for the work of Feeding South Florida. Another interesting thing I wanna mention about them is that Feeding South Florida's headquarters, they have two. One of them is right here in Boynton Beach. And we just opened their community kitchen. And what's awesome about this community kitchen is that, you know, what's the goal? Is it about reducing hunger, alleviating hunger, or is it eliminating hunger? So if you just want to alleviate hunger, you just give food to people. But we're working together to step it up a notch. We're actually going to work to eliminate hunger. How are we going to do that? This community kitchen, the food made there will help to alleviate hunger, right? But the jobs that we're gonna make, those people that need the food, they're gonna be able to take part in a program for job training in the culinary arts. We're gonna get them hired. They're gonna learn new skills. That food that they make will then go out to the needy, and then when they have these new skills, they'll be certified, and then they'll have job placements in various hotels and restaurants. So it is a double win uh, for everybody in the whole city so I'm really incredibly proud of that
0: great is, is, is there a website that um, people could reach out to them absolutely just
1: you know, feedingsouthflorida.org. dot so. okay great yeah. and the uh, last right thing right here in
0: Boynton Beach awesome awesome and the last thing is where they can where does our, our listeners can reach out to you in case they need to talk to you or, or email? absolutely
1: the best thing they can do is find me on in Facebook Instagram or Twitter or they can google my name and all my contact information is there including my cell phone number
0: great Well, we want to thank you very much for taking your time and uh, speaking with us here at Asiana Post. I really appreciate your time. Thank
1: you, you Ed. Thank you to everybody at Asiana Post. It's a pleasure to be with all of you.